Hey guys, Akil Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Thank you as always for joining me. If you guys are new, this podcast is available on YouTube. It's also available on all of your music streaming and podcasting apps. Make sure you subscribe. If you're over on iTunes, do me a favor, leave me a rating and a review. That is a massive help in us continuing to grow this show. Today, I want to share with you a very special message from a very good friend of mine, Jason Stapleton. And the other day, I ran across a, a live event he was doing on Facebook. It's called his Monday Morning Drive. He has a long commute into work on Monday, and he was uh, going over a topic that was very interesting. And it was about turning your disadvantages into advantages. And I think it's very important that all of you guys hear this, but. Before we get into it, I do want to share my opinion on it. But before I do that, I got to give Jason some shameless uh, promotion, of course. Um, Jason Stapleton, just to give you guys some background, he is my trading mentor. Um, he is the one that taught me how to trade and really developed me or helped me develop into a consistently profitable trader. We ended up being business partners as well. He's the one that got me into coaching. And during that time, we became very good friends. Um, since then, he's gone on to be a part of a, an awesome television series called The Tesla Files, I believe on the History Channel. And right now he has a podcast, an amazing podcast called Wealth power and influence. So make sure you check that out. Very insightful. And going back to his topic of your greatest disadvantage can be your greatest asset or your greatest advantage. Um, I was listening to it and it, it really hit home uh, during the section where he talks about just being vulnerable and, and being honest. Because when I first got into trading, the, the Forex was still kind of new. I got into trading uh, or Forex trading, I should say, about 2008 ish. So it was, you know, really less than, or maybe about 10 years old as far as retail goes, at least my familiarity with it. And it was in that stage, kind of like crypto is now, where everyone is just selling you this dream. Everywhere you go on the internet, it's, uh, you know, hey, highly leveraged markets. Hey, turn your $100 account into a million dollars in one year. And really just everyone showing their trading excellence with most people trying to scam you out of money. And one of the reasons that I ended up linking up with Jason was because he was brutally honest about the reality of trading. He was kind of the first person I heard talk about, hey, it's hard. You're probably going to suck. This is what it's going to take to be good. Um, and that really hit home. And during my trading journey, I did something. Uh, I had a blog with a few other friends, just kind of a whole positivity blog and whatnot. But I, I started journaling my trading activity. Uh, Jason always told me that I need to keep a diary. I need to write down my thoughts and my emotions and all that fun stuff in order to really uh, help me find solutions in my trading. So I decided to do a, a more manly version of that and uh, produce a blog. And in this blog, I, I was struggling at the time. So I would consistently jot down my struggles. Hey, today was a bad day. I made this mistake. Hey, today was the worst day. I did this. Hey, I did that. I did that. Um, and it was a publicly shared blog, and, and believe it or not, it, it started gaining traction, and I didn't understand why. And I started asking people, I said, hey, you know, why did you like that post? I just told you that I made this dumb mistake and lost all this money in the market. And people really connected with it because it was one of the first times that they saw people being honest, right? Again, every trader out there talked about how good they are. They never lose a trade. They make a million uh, pips on every win. This was the first time they they saw someone actually struggling and, and really displaying the reality of trading. And, and you know, you can look at that as a, a disadvantage, me struggling as a trader, but it was during that time, actually before I even got good, 
that I was developing my brand without even knowing it, right? One of the things that we're known for right now at Tier 1 Trading is transparency, right? We do live trading rooms where we're sharing you for, sharing with you all of our trades, our good trades, our bad trades, our winning streaks, our losing streaks, our, our you know, our psychological breakdowns, you know, our emotional pulls, right? We're sharing all of that with you to give you a realistic expectation of what trading is and to show you that, hey, we have professional traders here, me and Jason Greystone. And even though we are consistently profitable traders, even though we are pro traders, we still go through these realistic times of, you know, hey, kind of doubting ourselves and, and hey, wanting to make an emotional decision. The difference is we don't act on it, but it, it's it's important for our traders to see that because they're going through it too. And it, it makes it kind of easier to understand. And in fact, this goes over to other aspects of my life as well. I'm a, I'm a track coach and I'm, I promise we'll get into the, the Jason Stapleton speech in a little bit, but I'm a track coach and um, I partner with a, a good friend of mine, Adrian uh, Shirk, um, on a Instagram site. And you, you guys see me share a lot on in Instagram with uh, you know our, our track team and whatnot. And, and she does a great job of posting a lot of stuff about mental health. Uh, she's unfortunately going through a massive amount of problems in her life or issues, not problems, issues. And she's facing them with a smile on her face, but she's also honest about her good days, her bad days. And she tries to share as much as she can about that. And that's really inspired me to do the same. And, you know, something I personally suffer with or, or, or have troubles with is, uh, anxiety, right? It, it's big. And, um, Recently, I've been talking more about that kind of the struggles I have. And, and what it's done is it's opened the door for conversation. Now, the people that I work with on a regular basis, they're not afraid to kind of be honest with themselves because now they have someone else that's, a, you know, an authority figure per se admitting that, hey, I suffer from this. Now it's OK for them to admit it as well. And I think as a society, if we get away from this whole Instagram best parts highlight reel of my life only, everything is perfect. Um, and we kind of share the reality of like, hey, I hurt, I, I cry, I, I deal with real life situations. It's going to encourage others to do the same. And I think it's going to help with kind of this mental health epidemic that we have going on. So, um, I, yeah, this, this really hit home for me in a big way. But I, you know, I'll shut up now and let you guys go on uh, to, the, uh, to hear what Jason has to say. Again, check it out. His podcast is called Wealth power and influence it's an amazing podcast um and i hope you guys enjoy welcome back everybody monday morning drive headed into the studio excited about life hope you guys are too uh if you don't know started the monday morning drive because i have 20 minutes into the studio on monday mornings and uh wanted to i realized on mondays that i feel pretty excited about getting up getting to do what i love to do and i know a lot of people don't feel that way so my purpose of doing this it was really hopefully to inspire some of you uh, to, to make some changes, some positive changes to get you into a career or into work that you really love rather than stuff you hate doing. Um, now, today we're going to be talking about how, how to turn disadvantages into advantages. But before we do that, um, just wanted to mention, I'm, I'm normally very like pointed in terms of what I do and the schedule that I'm on. And part of that is just my nature. Part of it is because I used to be a Marine and being a Marine, you're very disciplined with that kind of stuff. And, but a big part of it is just, I'm an entrepreneur and, um, if there's nobody else who sets deadlines, there's nobody else who has requirements on me, I either do it or I don't do it. 
And uh, if I want to make any money, if I want to be successful, then I, I got to have some structure and order to my life. And so I tend to get up at the same time every day and I tend to go and do the same things in the morning. And um, hey, good morning, Carrie. Uh, I tend to do things in order. Uh, like I always, uh, so that I'm, I'm set and I'm fixed. And I think part of that for me, I find some peace and some satisfaction with knowing, okay, these are the things that are going to happen and the order in which they're going to happen. And it kind of sets my day up in, in, in a perfect format. Well, every once in a while, I screw up. And that happened this morning. So I ended up waking up normally like I do at about 5.45, 6 o'clock. And I laid in bed, ended up going back to sleep. Then I woke up and it was 7.45. And so now I'm running behind and it doesn't, I don't even set an alarm anymore. My body is so like primed to get up between 5.30 and 6 that I don't even have to set an alarm. But something about last night, I went to bed about 10, I just, the body didn't work this morning. And so now I'm running behind. So hop in the shower, get dressed, start going through some of the new stuff. And uh, now here it is, I'm supposed to be at the, at the, at the studio in like five minutes. And of course, I'm going to be about 15, 20 minutes late. Uh, it's okay when you're the boss, I guess. For me, it's more about mindset. Is that now I'm on this? I'm in this mindset of I've got to catch up. I'm behind, and I got a lot of stuff I got to do today. We've got uh, the show we got to do. I got to come back and write a sales letter. We're prepping for a big event here in Los Angeles next weekend on Saturday at EPLP. Where we're going to have a big networking group uh, show up to kind of hang out together and mingle. And uh, then I have a, a live coaching session that I'm doing with one of my clients that we're actually going to open up to everybody. So anybody who wants to register to come and see uh, how I work with clients and, and see kind of the benefits of, of having a coach who helps with both brand building and scaling businesses, uh, we're going to do that as well. So all that stuff has to kind of get done in the next couple of days, and it puts stress on me as a person, not just as an entrepreneur, but as a person, when my schedule gets off in the morning. At the same time, recognizing that these kind of things happen and not taking it too seriously and just recognizing that, all right, it just means I'm going to have to work a little bit later in the evening, that I'm going to have to wake up earlier tomorrow to kind of fix what, what was broken today, and then moving forward kind of helps to calm me down a little bit. And I think a lot of times the face of a person that you get online uh, and of, the, of these self-help guru kind of people is someone who's perfect and someone who doesn't make mistakes and they're constantly regimented and they're always doing their goal setting and stuff. And the fact is, I mean, I come on here every week and most of the time, 99% of the time, I'm solid. I get what I need done, done. And then other days... I completely blow up and I make a lot of mistakes and um, things don't go the way I want them to and that's okay too. It's, it's In terms of showing your vulnerability, and I'll just say this as a side note, in terms of showing your vulnerability, it's one of the most powerful things that you can do when you're building a brand is don't pretend to be perfect because when you pretend to be perfect, nobody wants to follow you because nobody wants somebody who doesn't have a chink in their armor, who, who doesn't have failures or who doesn't screw up. Number one, it's hard to trust a person like that uh, because no, we all know that that's not your life. Uh, but number two, it's boring. So to give you a great example of this, when they originally created Superman, the comic book hero, he was a huge hit. 
but he had abs. He was infallible. He was perfect in terms of he had no vices. He had uh, he was perfectly pure in every way, and he was completely indestructible. You couldn't destroy him. And after about a week, um, I'm sorry, after about three or four months. Sorry, guys. Somebody tried to call me. Everybody lost interest, right? Nobody wanted to watch a, a read a comic book series where they knew that there was no chance that the superhero was going to ever be destroyed. And so they had to invent kryptonite in order to make Superman interesting. They, they had to create something, some vice, some negative impact on his life. And what you see, especially out of Marvel comic books, is a deeply flawed characters. It's one of the things that uh, that he did a great job with in, in creating the Marvel Universe is a lot of his characters are deeply flawed. You take a look at uh, people like Spider-Man um, and, uh, and virtually all of them deal with a lot of social issues, a lot of awkwardness, and in some cases some very deeply flawed personalities. But anyway... All that to say, show them your scars and show them your failures as well as your successes. You're going to go a lot farther in terms of building brand and building relationship than if you just than if you just try and present this idealistic view of who you are, because we all know that's a lie. Okay, you're not perfect. Um, you're far from it, and neither am I. But anyway, so let's talk a little bit, and this piggybacks right into what I want to talk about today, which is turning. Um, perceived negatives into positives or, or what you consider to be a, um, uh, a disadvantage. So disadvantage could be any number of things and I hear them all the time. You get people who say, ah, well, I can't do that because I, I grew up poor, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth, or I'm not a good public speaker, or, uh, you know, Jason, I'm, I, I'm not as pretty as you, so I can't be on the camera because I, you know, I look like about 50 miles of bad road every time I, you know, every time I, I leave the house. And these are excuses that we make up to prevent us from achieving whatever our true potential is and whatever it is that we're striving to go for. Um, we will use things like, I don't have the same connections that everybody else has, or I don't have the same, um, uh, I, I wasn't... Uh, What's another one? I'm, I'm overweight. I'm not fit enough. I, I have kids or I have a family and so I don't have the time. There, it just, it's, one, it's one problem after another that you come up with in your life as to why you can't achieve everything that you want out of your life, why you can't have the things that you want. And here's what I want you to think about. Every one of those disadvantages that you have is an advantage in some way. So. I grew up, I, we didn't have a lot of money. People would, I think growing up, people would say we were poor. We were not, we weren't impoverished, but we definitely didn't have a lot of money. I, I think all the years that my folks were married, I don't make my dad ever made more than 30 grand a year, and that was his best year ever. And he was raising three kids on that. So, it, and then when my parents got divorced, uh, my mom worked about 70 hours a week to keep us off welfare, and she brought in about $17,000 uh, $17, a year. So you can imagine um, there was no money when we were growing up. Three kids on seventeen grand a year, it's, it's I mean, I just, I have, my mother's an amazing person, that's all I can say, just an amazing woman. 
And so I grew up very poor. I didn't have any advantages. In fact, I didn't even have the grades to get scholarships to college. And I didn't really want to go to school anyway. And so when I got, when I decided I was going to launch my company and I was going to start my first company, I didn't have any money. I think I had a few thousand dollars uh, that I could afford to set aside to start this company. I also had a family and I had uh, three kids at the time, a fourth one on the way, I believe. And uh, actually, no, I had three. The fourth one wasn't on the way yet. Uh, but I had three kids too. And so you can imagine the the stress of not having a lot of money, of having a mortgage, and just trying to launch a business with just a few thousand dollars. I could have looked at that as a disadvantage. I could have looked at the fact that I had a family as a disadvantage because, oh, I, if I'm single, I could just eat ramen noodles all day. And I wouldn't have to pay this mortgage. I wouldn't have to feed these kids. And man, I wouldn't have to spend time hanging out with them. You know, you could use that as a disadvantage if your priority is building the business. Or you can look at it as an advantage. You can say, you know what? I don't have a lot of money, so I'm going to have to be hungry. Um, I don't have a lot of connections, so that means I'm going to have to find a different way. I don't have, uh, I don't have any background in marketing or branding, so I'm going to have to get really guerrilla in what I do. Um, you can look at it and say, look, I have a family. I have something to motivate me. I have something to drive me. I have something to push me because I don't get to fail. I am really fond of saying, you know, I, I don't have an option to fail. It's not a choice because I have, I have four kids that I have to take care of. I have five people who depend on me to take care of them and I got to get out there and I got to produce. I don't have anywhere to fail to. I mean, that's an empower, a very powerful incentive. We've been talking a little bit on the show about universal basic income. And while I, I, I've got my own opinions on it, here's what I do know. I know that hunger causes a lot of people to make a lot of positive choices in their life. You know, uh, Hunger is a great motivator. Hunger is a great motivator in your life. Okay? If you don't have a way to fail, if you don't get to fail, it's amazing what you can accomplish. Uh, and so we just, we find a way. And so all of these things that you look at and you're, oh, I don't have, I'm not a huge company. How do I compete with these other huge companies? Well, sell against it. Sell that you're the small company. Sell you're the guys that don't have a huge marketing budget. For years, Avis rental, rental car was number two in terms of the best rental cars and uh, rental services in America. You know what their slogan was? Avis, we're number two so we work harder, right? They turned what was a perceived negative about their company, they're not number one, because I think Hertz was number one or something. And so Avis rental car was, we're number two and we work harder. So in every aspect of your life, in every excuse that you have or disadvantage as to why you cannot X, Y, or Z, there's a positive in there somewhere. There is a way to shift your thinking to shift the thinking of your clients and your customers and put you into a position where there is nothing but positivity and where your greatest negative, your greatest disadvantage is your greatest asset. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just makes sense? I mean, I, I, I have heard all of the excuses, all of them. And there's not a one that you can't overcome. There's not a one that can't be turned into an advantage. Oh, I'm a stutterer. 
It's like, okay, so don't spend your time speaking on stage or doing it this way. Maybe be a writer, right? Maybe most of your communication comes through writing. There are, There is absolutely nothing that you cannot accomplish. Here's his single mom here. Failure is not an option. And learning the kids um, have always been a motivator to keep me off welfare. I got to tell you, um, Carrie, coming, knowing where you're at and just because my mom dealt with it for years, uh, it's, it's, it is an incredible motivator and just keep going. That's all I can say because it's, it's, you're going to find, you're going to find, um, a great deal of resolve that I'm sure you already have. Um, and you're going to have assets at your disposal that other people don't have. Mm -hmm. All right. If you really want it, you'll find a way. Otherwise, you'll find an excuse. Yeah, but I think that, here's the thing. I think some people do really want it in their life, uh, Beckley. I really do. I think a lot of people are hamstrung by fear. I think some people's greatest enemy is themselves. You know what? Probably most of our greatest enemies are ourselves. I mean, you have, we've talked about this, I think, on last week's Monday Morning Drive where I, ta I said, you know, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And it's kind of a stupid question, isn't it? Because you are going to fail. There, you know, there, you never know whether or not you're going to be successful. You can't. And so this idea that, oh, what, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Well, I'd, I'd do whatever I wanted. The fact is there are some things that I'm going to be successful at and other things that I'm not, and I don't know in advance. The bigger question is, what are the self-limiting beliefs? What are the perceived disadvantages that you are using to cripple yourself, to hobble yourself, and to keep you from getting what you really want in this life? Because there's no shortage of those either. There's no shortage of people who will tell you what isn't possible, no shortage of people who will ask you to settle in your life, but you're number one. If you buy into it, if you choose to cripple or hobble yourself, then there's no one else can help you.